I, I tell myself I don't have time to to be prideful to to do another three years um, to figure myself out because all these millionaires and really the billionaires the billionaires are the ones that will tell you that the reason that they're billionaires is because their mission is so intrinsic it allows them to do something that's so massive millionaires just know how to be good salesmen. This is the Hello Twenties podcast. My name is Jan, and I'm your host. I'm an online content creator trying to navigate life while in my 20s and sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there. Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way. And I'm so glad you guys are tuning in on today's podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Before I share today's episode with you all and this conversation that I had with Alex Vega, I just wanted to hop in really quick in the beginning to just give you guys a little background. Um, Alex Vega is a 23-year-old entrepreneur who started his own media company called The Ronin. So him and his team have had success in the past with their work and are just paving their way in the industry within the DMV area, which is short for the DC, Maryland, Virginia area. For those who aren't familiar or if you're not from here. <laughs> and Alex and I actually knew we were going to record this episode way back in the summer of 2019, but it wasn't until recently we actually had the time to sit down and record this. So before all of that, I obviously like prepped some questions that I wanted to ask him, things I wanted him to share, what I usually do for like an interview type of episode. Um, but after doing all of that, I just scratched it all off and I was just like, Alex, let's just record. And the main reason was just because whenever I talk to Alex over the phone, the conversation just goes, right? It just flows. And also at the end of the phone calls, I've told him before, I've said like, I wish I had recorded that phone call just so that I can share what you said with everyone else on the podcast. So our recording, as you will hear later, is exactly like our phone conversations whenever we talk about these uh, these things over the phone. And he's one of the very few people that I personally know that have gone all in and started a business at this age. He has created a team and they have been successful in what they do. They have cultivated a community of young people, um, inspiring them, helping them get to where they want to go, figure out what they want to do, and just be a model to these young people that you know you can absolutely get to where you want to be and go after your calling do what you set your mind and your heart to so that's just a little intro a little background um, to get a better understanding of this episode I hope you guys enjoyed this I hope you guys got something out of this and I will leave everything that is related to Alex all their social medias uh, the Ronin social medias in just in the description my gosh I hope you guys enjoy <laughs> All right, so are you ready to start this episode? <laughs> I'm so weak. Um, I mean, I'm I'm chilling. So so like like you'll find very quickly like it, I'm the same in person as I am online. So it's just like whatever you want to ask, like literally don't hold back because if anything, if anything I can do to make this entertaining for you and the people that you know listen to this, like I'm totally down. Like I'm a pretty open book, so. I see that. I see that. I've known that since our first phone call. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, literally anything. You just let me know. I got it. All right. So today we have Alex Vega on Hello 20s. Um, Alex is an entrepreneur. Alex, do 
do you want to just give like the audience a little background on how you got started for those who don't know? Uh, yeah. Um, my background is like super basic, basically totally was in school. 100% just like was not happy. Um, very atypical, like, okay, uh, what am I going to do about it? Uh, tried switching a bunch of majors. I think I had like four majors um, that I was switched to uh, up into my senior year, like literally when I was about to leave. Uh, and I just just wanted to figure out like, okay, like what is there that I wanted to do? Um, for people that have known me ever since high school, they know that I've always taken photos uh, with like my phone or just like being creative was just something I always enjoyed. Just never thought it was possible. Um, I think college and like just life in general just kind of caught up to me, um, just things just not going my way. And uh, I decided to give production really a, a start. So I started making videos back in 2016 um, with friends, didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Um, and then 2017 is when we really started pushing. Uh, I got into a pretty bad car accident, uh, Mother's Day 2017. It kind of forced me to wake up and tell myself, you know, I'd rather die chasing something that I, I love than, than uh, live dreaming of it. So I think I kind of took that to heart um, and really started pushing. And in a little bit under, I would say about two and a half years, really, um, you know, where, where we're at now. But um, it, really, it, it just it seriously was just me just being, you know, not happy um, and just trying to figure out, you know, that there's more uh, for myself and then also more for my peers, too. I think one of the things that really got me going was just talking to a bunch of students and then just like knowing that they're all full of it. Like just knowing that they want to do more and I can hear it in their voice and I can see it in their movements, but they just never wanted to admit it. Uh, and I think for me, um, I, I just kind of had enough of me trying to get people to uh, believe that they were worth more. So I, I took it upon myself to make it my personal mission to, um, and this is actually the mission of the entire business um, is to be able to change someone's life in five minutes. Um, and then take it as you will. If you really think about it, it's it's extremely deep uh, because that can mean anything from me giving someone a large scale investment, me introducing someone to somebody, uh, me giving someone a job, me really just me doing whatever I can to literally change someone's life in five minutes. Um, that mission has skyrocketed us as a as a business and really just me as a person, uh, just because it really does allow me now to focus on on really figuring out, well, why don't people think that they're worth more? Like, why don't you think that you can chase your passion and succeed doing it? And then just trying to create a better environment for, of course, our generation, but then people here in the DMV. So uh, people like my cousin, who's uh, 15, um, she she can grow up, you know, being uh, creative and it becomes an option, not a risk. You, I'm going to like backtrack a little bit. You mentioned YouTube. I, I don't know if you remember. But when you like, I don't know if, if it was like when you first started YouTube, but I do remember it was around 2016. You like followed me on YouTube or something and you commented on something. And I was like, wait, this guy knows some of the people that I know. And then I, I don't know, it wasn't until like last year or end of last year that we actually started connecting. But I think it was just funny right. how we connected in 2016 in a way, but not really, you know? Oh, yeah, no, for sure. So um, the, anyone who's in the DMV knows that the DMV is small. Um, if you're doing something in the DMV, uh, you already beat 90% of the people here. Um, so like everybody wants to try, but nobody actually wants to really try. So if you're actually trying, and I think in 2016, um, you were really trying, which is really cool to see, just because there just wasn't a lot of people doing that. Um, it was like super. It was super important for me just to acknowledge and know who's doing stuff and making waves. 
uh, maybe not necessarily work with people just because I didn't even know what like what I was doing to even be able to work with people at any capacity but you're right like I definitely think it's like super cool just to see like the arc of like just how everything comes back full circle and just like how you really you know want to connect with everyone at every level uh just to be able to you know push everybody along the way so with your company it's called the ronin can you just give a little background on why it's called the ronin yeah so uh in in high school uh if anybody in high school knows who i am um i was like super popular in high school but also not for the good not for the best reasons all the time um, so I think kind of when I had that type of arc, uh, I think going into college, I, I it's going to sound really messed up, but I went into college. I went, I chose the college I chose because I knew that nobody was smart enough to get into it. Um, and I wanted to like, ex- like completely just be a different person. Like I just wanted to have everything that happened in high school, just like be stayed in high school. So when I went to college, I was just a completely different person. Like nobody knew who I am. Like I enjoyed the fact that it was basically a, a clean slate. Um, going about moving into college, even on Instagram, I could, I, I saw myself, um, not wanting to post anything about me, um, just more, so post, post more about my perspective. And I saw myself getting deeper and deeper, um, and in, into hiding, uh, you know, when I started doing, uh, the Ronin, actually my first name was, uh, Kaizuku, which was super complicated, but I think that meant God killer, which is super weird, but, um, I think uh, kind of moving forward with that, I was like, I kind of knew I wanted to go under something. I knew I wanted to hide. Um, and, and when I thought of the Ronin, uh, I think I was watching um, 47 Ronin, like maybe a couple months prior. And I, I just started looking into like more of the Japanese lore of just like the what they are and like what they do. <laughs> but Ronin basically are uh, samurai who have no leader, whether the leader was killed or whether they went AWOL. Um, or whether they serve themselves, um, that's really what Ronin are. Um, you know, and the, the, a lot of them are pirates. Uh, they were not a lot of good people, but then some of them were vigilante types, so definitely were good ones. Um, but the principle of being a Ronin is something I thoroughly enjoyed. Um, I knew that doing this, I was going to have a team. I didn't know how that was going to happen, um, but I, I knew it was going to happen. Um, and I knew that I wanted us to be uh, a force to be reckoned with to where you know, of course, when you're when you meet a samurai, they're known for being super humble, super respectful, super nice. You know, they they care about everyone around them. They're literally guarding the village. And then on the on uh, the very latter half of that side, um, if you get in their way, um, if you threaten anything that they care about, like they will kill you. Um, so kind of like taking that type of aesthetic and and putting that upon myself to to learn business and to be very good at what I do. Um, but then at face value, because nobody really knows what we do and just, you know, how, I don't want to say how big we are, but just some of the stuff and just how accomplished we are as a, as a unit, um, it allows me to be as genuine as possible, um, and want to just meet people, just get to know them, um, without having to flaunt anything. Cause if anyone knows anything about our company, um, is that you don't know anything about our company. So, uh, that's how I know that this authentic type of, uh, movement uh, is, is, it's working in a positive way because the, to the people who know, awesome, um, to the people who don't, uh, it's definitely even better. So, yeah. yeah. I like that. I, I definitely see how you guys encompass that in your, um, in your mission as well. And also you mentioned how, um, you wanted to go into hiding. I was actually looking at your website, last night because I just wanted to go through everything and everyone's profile like pictures 
have their face. And I really like how yours just does not have your face. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the biggest thing with that is like literally just because of what's happening um, in business, um, I have a lot, a lot of uh, high scale contacts and, and people that, you know, I just want to be able to not have association with. Um, publicly, but if, if if I was ever with you, um, you know, I'd I'd always be quick to show you my emails, show you my phone, and people can see for themselves, um, just how big my network really is. I mean, we at this point we've really breached every conceivable, um, you know, business, um, from Facebook to Google to all these different things. Um, so you know, we and it's not like these like just people who work there. It's like we're talking about executives, um, head of digital, um, CMO, CRO, people like that. Um, and I, and I, and because I want to keep myself just like super, like out of everything, um, I want to make sure that I can, if I meet you, um, if I, if you, if I said I was going to meet you and then, and I apparently don't show and I'm that random guy that just talks to you, mm-hmm. uh, I can keep things as genuine as possible and you have no idea what I can do. Um, and that type of movement to me is super, super awesome. And because, you know, we are actually one of the only people in the DMV who are really doing things at a, at a scale that's actually unheard of. Um, Mm -hmm. it allows me to not want to talk about myself and I actually do not like talking about myself. So like, this is super interesting for me. Um, (laughs) I I like to get to know people more because I've found that through my arc of life, um, I like, I thoroughly enjoy wanting to place people in the right things or help people, um, get them to where they want to go, um, whether they saw it or not. And I think that's just always been my type of movement. So, you know, that's a huge reason why too. Um, everyone can be publicly found, but I can't be found uh, is because mm-hmm. I want people to know my team and maybe know like the name of the Ronin, but I know people know that I exist and, and I just enjoy the fact that I can have my privacy too. Um, because especially in 2020, just with some of the things that's going on, um, you know, I really want, I just really, really want, uh, myself to keep my privacy, but then also keep my abilities to be able to help people. Um, and whether that's a secret, whether it's public, um, I've found that it's it's cooler for me to be able to help people succeed in any capacity because then all it does, it, it just pays back tenfold for me. The Ronin has been going on for how long now? Uh, two and a half years. Like 2017, I wouldn't really count it until you count like when we got to school. So maybe like September-ish onwards. Uh, but really, it's been like if we're talking about really going hard. And, and even if you count like just starting, it's it's August 2017 to now. Okay, so it's still pretty brand new. For sure. Um, tell me what your typical day is like. Do you do you dedicate your whole entire you know time to this company, or do you do other stuff on the side? Um. So I'm I've been full time Ronin ever since we started. Uh, just to be very frank with you, um, I, I it's funny because when I met Malik, not a lot of people know Malik, and they really should. Um, it was me and Malik really starting the business. Malik and I, uh, he was traveling with me when I was playing paintball across the country. Um, when I was playing paintball for the school, he would travel with me and just be the photographer. Uh, I knew very quickly that we had just enjoyed traveling. Like, because tech is draining and everyone, anyone who goes to tech can tell you that there's not really much to do out there except drink and work out. And unfortunately, I don't like drinking. So um, it kind of cut my activities by 50%. Uh, so I kind of had to figure out like, what can I do? And I just always found myself dreaming of what life would be out outside of this um, small city 
Um, cause you know, in Virginia beach or even in like Northern Virginia, you can always go somewhere else. You can drive somewhere and, and actually have people to talk to. And of course I didn't have anyone. So um, that was super interesting. Um, and just even expanding and doing more as a business has just been accredited to us wanting to try um, and expanding more into what we're doing uh, with advertising, what we're getting in the strategy has just honestly been a lot of like soul searching. Um, and when you're finding and building your business, you'll find that the, the most successful people are the ones that are completely in tune with themselves and for better or for worse, take it as you will. Um, you know, that's kind of what allows people to be able to find clarity and, and do really, really well in business, uh, because they're not going to be the ones to, to not admit that they're, they're, they're messing up or they're just not doing right. Uh, so, I mean, going into 2017, I, of course, nobody knew what we were doing and it was super interesting too, because, uh, apparently when you start a business, um, for anyone who's starting as an entrepreneur, um, it's, it's super annoying how people who are not even trying, um, will just have the highest opinions of you. Um, and it's just also even more crazy how everybody expects you to be really good at business, knowing that you just started. So it's like a bunch of like weird, like things that I've found that a lot of people who start things can relate to is that, uh, you have the ones that are super supportive for sure, but then you just have the ones who, who just like, they want you to be perfect. Um, even though they know that you just started. So, I mean, it's been really, really interesting, like just starting back then and then just kind of getting to where we're at now you mentioned how malik is the co-founder and right. i wanted to ask you how did you find the right people to join your team um so i mean like i said i'm like a very open book um so i'll be the first one to tell you that i definitely fucked up um the f last year uh mm -hmm. last year no the year before last year wow 2018 actually like the amount of time that's gone by is like super crazy but 2018 i definitely fucked up um i, I knew that 2017 we needed people um malik funny enough uh I, he was in my house um i had a we i had a house with four of the roommates um with uh in in, in blacksburg and uh, one of my other roommates knew malik uh we're all in the same major never met malik this man was in my house literally i was just like yo who the fuck is this man in our house? Like literally the dude was in the downstairs. Everybody was upstairs. It was just him. And like, I was in a panic, but I was just like, wait a minute. Like he's just chilling. So like, why am I not just chilling? So I'm like, okay, like I was gonna kind of be here. Um, my roommate comes down he's like, oh, this is Malik. Um, he, he actually is a lot like you. He like, he wants to do like video stuff and editing stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, and I, you know, just that about be like, cool. Like, how you doing? Um, it was super funny. Uh, Cause my, my other roommate thought he was slick by uh, putting him and I together for a project. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, like he low-key was right, but then he also wasn't because he also sparked me and Malik's like relationship. But also we didn't do the project till like the day before. So uh, he, he's definitely smart for putting us together because neither of us were trying to do it. Um, and with Malik, that's, that's really how I, I, I met Malik. And uh, I mean, he really just founded me, to be honest. I <laughs> really just in the spark of the moment, just kind of, kind of got uh, close to him off chance. Now, where I fucked up in 2018 is that I started looking. And mm -hmm. you know, I, I, if anyone who knows me, uh, who actually knows me, who just doesn't think they know me, who actually knows me, knows that I, I, I always try to look out for people. Um, I always try to make sure that everybody else is good. I would do so much for people, um, whether they, they put my name down or whatever, I, I don't really care. Because I, I, I know that they know that I did everything for them. Um, and it always comes back around. So, uh, 2018, I got scared, uh, to be very frank, you know, we were, we were doing bigger things and I, I didn't have confidence that I could do it myself. 
and uh, I started looking. Uh, kind of like my old team, um, I had an old team of about uh, four people outside of me and Malik. So in 2018, there were six of us. Um, going into 2019, there was three of us. And then going into 2020, there's uh, five of us. Um, mm-hmm. So it was not a uh, like, oh, it's the same people have stuck around because that's not true at all. Uh, my biggest problem is that because, um, my, okay, well, to bring it back a little bit, my most toxic trait um, is being able to give people chances who don't deserve it. Like for some reason, you can burn me, hate me, and I would still talk to you, still try to fight for you, still try to make sure you're good. And that's something that I, I don't know if it's toxic or it's just something that I do uh, naturally. Um, but 2018, I, I, I looked for these people. Um, they kind of came into my life organically. And it's super funny, too, because I knew that they weren't going to, to last. But I, I because I had so much pride, because I had so much false confidence in myself to be able to um, you know, help them, I put it upon myself to really see if I could, you know, really just change their life per se, change their perspective, you know, really have them fight and see more for themselves. And that was super draining, <laughs> to be honest with you, because uh, every time back and forth, I was fighting for them to want to try. I was killing myself financially, actually trying to give them opportunity um, so they could find more worth in themselves, find more value in their work, find more just value, period, in themselves. Uh, you know, losing a lot of them really going into the 20, 2019 was super humbling um, because it, it just is the first time like I really failed like pretty bad. And I was just like, oh, wow, that's like not OK. Um, and going into 2020, uh, going into 2019, the team I have now was built super organically. It was wild as hell. Um, Sam was just super organic. I mean, literally, like, he was doing the same exact thing that I did, but I read the room differently because he wasn't like everybody else or he didn't have anything. Sam was already extremely successful when I met him. He just didn't have the right group of people around him. Um, So when I met Sam, that was super easy for me to be able to work uh, with him because we aligned value-wise. Like, he was the one that would fight for everybody, um, and I was the one that fight for everybody. And our biggest problems together as people was that we were always fighting for the wrong people. So... Um, Sam very quickly got really close to us, um, and Christian uh, was was also someone I've been talking to for most of 2018, and same thing with him in August. It just made sense. I, I it's the first time I really got to understand and listen more uh, to what he was doing, um, and what he kind of wanted to do. And you know, I found him just also organically, and he aligned himself with the mission without me having to say anything. Um, and then Ellie, she's new. Uh, she's doing a lot of design stuff. Uh, and same thing, it's, it's, it's just finding those people uh, in, in the arc of my life that wanted to do what I do, but they just did it in their own capacity. So now I'm just putting them in an environment of people that will fight for everybody else um, except themselves. But I mean, if you're not fighting for yourself and you have four people fighting for you, uh, like it's a very healthy balance that we've found. So for me, it's like, I know people have actually asked me if like we're hiring and stuff like that. And I try mm-hmm. to tell people like all the time, like it's, it's, it's not about like what you're capable of doing. It's about who you are and, and the values that you hold as a person, because that at the end of the day, like, you know, we're doing a lot of traveling this year. Um, if something happens, the only thing that you have is them. Like if you can't trust them fully, like rest in peace, cause that's about to be the most awkward, like 72 hours, five days, or whatever have you. Um, being with someone that you don't really trust so uh you know finding the right people was me coming into terms that i didn't know what i was doing as much as i accomplished i did i really did not know what i was doing um mm-hmm. and then also just you know 
being at the right place at the right time. You know, luck to me and what Christian says all the time, luck is a, a combination of preparation and, and timing. Um, so when I met these people, knowing that I failed, knowing that I like pretty much like ate humble pie pretty hard, uh, it just put me in a place to where I, I felt like I, I could actually lead them. Um, because for the first time, I actually was working on my own problems and fixing myself before trying to live through others and fix everybody else's problems that I haven't fixed myself. So what was your soul searching like? Oh, that shit sucked. <laughs> oh my God. Like I would put myself in my room, right? When everyone's just kind of doing their thing. And I would just be like, Alex, like, what is wrong with you, dog? Like literally just like, all right, let's think of every conceivable thing that happened to you and then think about the why. Because what I think we do with ourselves, even anybody, it's funny enough in your 20s, really, um, there's this like movement of self-love. Um, but then there's too many people who take that and just misconstrued it. Like, you mm -hmm. know, self-love is not saying, I'm going to do this, fuck everybody, like, I don't need you, like, I'm going to focus on myself. Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. self-love is being able to to know where you're at in honesty and then also taking the steps to to change it. Um, so with with me, per se, um, like I said, I looked at everything that I did wrong, everything that everyone, you know, met, you know, you know fucked me over, for a lack of better words, um, and then just actually just did all this stuff. And then, you know, for a long time, I'd point fingers. I'd always play the victim um, and just like, well, like, I didn't do this. I did all this for you, blah, 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 whatever. Um, but as I kind of got through business, as I kind of got through the arc of leading a team, I, I realized very quickly that, you know, you can, of course, point fingers at everybody else. Um, because I realized also very quickly that you're, the human mind can rationalize anything. So, of course, I can give myself any type of escape I want to. Uh, what I found out was the most, like, clarity-giving thing was when I stopped looking at what others weren't doing. I started completely looking at myself, uh, framing it in a way to where I was saying, okay, um, I can 100% blame it on you, but then let me make sure that I, I'm actually perfect so then I can never say or you can never say that I didn't do something. And when I started looking at myself harder, I was like, oh, I got a lot of problems. That's crazy. So I started like working on them um, pretty hard, especially knowing that all the problems that I had were problems that my team had. Um, and I found that when I actually fixed all my problems um, and when I acknowledge that they're there and I'm working on it, uh, we have never moved so fast, just not even just as an entity, but me as a person. Um, I've met really cool people who do really, really cool things. And some of the things that they, they've told me is that you know, when you have clarity within your mission and within, within your vision, you move with absolute certainty. And like, when he said that to me, I've never been like, so like just shook. Cause I'm just like, damn, like, that's why we're not moving as fast as I want to, because I'm scared because I'm not confident that what I, I know what I'm doing, because I'm not confident that if I fail, I'm going to get back up and keep going. And when I came to those realizations and like just bringing that self out of myself or bringing that stuff out of myself, it kind of hit differently. Um, especially going into like late 2019. So I think, um, you know, my soul searching was expedited because I knew I had a team behind me. Um, I knew I had people that were basically really trusting me to guide them in a, in a, a direction, in a way, um, you know, in a, in a place too that I didn't even tread in. You know, I, I, I worked with millionaires. I'm, I've worked with billionaires too, um, but I'm not a millionaire. Like I'm not a billionaire too. Like as accomplished and as successful as we are, um, when like not a millionaire, like we're not billionaires. And 
um, even though they're telling me one thing and they're like, yeah, you got it. Like, I, I believe in you. Like, you're going to do all this. I'm like, yeah, that's great. But then I'm looking at myself and I'm just like, LOL, uh, you say this and I don't see it. So it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of faith. Um, it's a lot of patience for sure. And it's just a lot of self-awareness. I think people who have like massive, massive self-awareness, not problems, but self-confidence really problems um are the ones that can are that, oh, to me that are so capable of so much because uh, if you know everything wrong with you uh then nobody can tell you anything wrong with you more than you can so if the only problem is you taking the first step to actually start and try to fix it then how are you not going to be better than somebody else who refuses to accept that they have problems and for me i was always self-critical of myself never wanted to admit it but that's my greatest asset now is because when I see a problem, I don't wait a month to fix it. I don't deny that it's a problem. I fix it right then and there because I'm not going to – I tell myself I don't have time to, to be prideful, to, to do another three years um, to figure myself out. Because all these millionaires and really the billionaires, the billionaires are the ones that will tell you that the reason that they're billionaires is because their mission is so intrinsic. It allows them to do something that's so massive. Millionaires just know how to be good salesmen, and that's just something that you'll learn uh going and meeting these bigger people is you'll find that the millionaires are super like specific on like what they get done um what what they what they want to do with systems processes um really just very baseline business stuff and you'll find the billionaires be the most giving most how are you doing i want to get to know you i want to help you type of people that you ever meet out there so i kind of realized that i need to really work on myself i mean that that part of the whole soul searching type of like mentality it used to really hit hard this year especially because i'm meeting all these kids that like want help and i haven't even helped myself yet so i'm just like how much advice can i give you it's like i can teach someone how to drive manual but unless you've ever drive, driven a manual car like how good are at teaching are you really and just like taking those types of like principles and applying it to myself it's just like damn like i can definitely teach someone a lot but because i've never accomplished it before um i'm going to be figuring it out with them you know, in, in, in business, that's, that's not all, all, all the way right because, you know, people charge like 20K um, for certain things or 50K, 100K, quarter million um, because it took them 10 years to do something in 10 minutes. And like, that's just something that everybody talks about, but we really don't understand it um, because we, we keep giving advice out to, to things and issues that we've never personally solved. So our advice can only go so long um and go so far because we've never really solved the problem within ourselves too so it's a bunch of just like small stuff that really build up because at the end of the day when you're being an entrepreneur when and it's and it's not really an entrepreneur like i don't like the terms entrepreneur ceo like i don't like any of those terms really it's just like change maker it's just stuff like that that are just super super open um you'll find that you know alignment with yourself is the key to success it's nothing else uh because you have to be able to you know, know that you're wrong, you know, know that it's going to be a process, you know, know that this is what you want even, or, you know, this is where you want to go. And that, those conversations with yourself are super hard because people are just not confident. I um, mean, from conf from lack of confidence, bruise fear. And it's just a bunch of things that just pile up that all will always come down to what's in your head. I agree. So what do you, what did you do specifically? Like name one thing that you did that helped you with the soul searching besides naming things that, you know, the toxic traits or negative things about yourself that you wanted to work on? How did you work on it? Uh, so the biggest thing uh, for me was teaching someone how to find confidence. Um, confidence is not posting yourself 25 times saying self-confidence, self-love. Confidence <laughs> is not saying I'm going to do this and not be afraid. 
um because fear doesn't exist in my life like that's not what confidence is at all um mm -hmm. confidence is found from people who are self-aware enough to know that there is a problem in their life and they are actively taking the steps to change it once you look at confidence at that level at that perspective and really framing um, from a psychological like principle everything makes so much sense because then you move knowing that you're trying your move knowing that you're you're trying to um you know get to where you want to go you may not know where you're going you may not know how you're going to get there but you know that you're taking the steps to make that change you'll find so much confidence within your movement um, because you know you're trying and there's too much like people who frame confidence in a way to where you have to have everything all figured out and I'm like, dog, no, you don't at all. Like I've, I've taught people how to have confidence because I call them out on them being able to realize that they're not taking the steps that they need to take every day to get to where they want to go. And that's why you're fucking scared because you haven't even taken step one. Like if step one is like to take the first step, you haven't even started breathing in the right direction. So it's just like, if you're not even going to take that step, of course, you're going to be petrified. Of course, you're going to psych yourself out. So teaching someone how to find confidence within themselves is super easy. It's just them wanting, being afraid to take that first step, which is holding them back from even feeling any type of freedom and freedom from themselves, really. Because even when people make excuses for like, oh, I have family obligations or I have this, I'm just like, you do realize that you also just told me that you are putting that upon yourself. Like nobody has a gun to your head to do anything. Like, and even if someone has a gun to your head, you still control what you do. And I, I feel like we, we have too many scapegoats and we as a generation give too many outlets to people who just don't want to admit that you take complete control of your entire environment. Like you can do whatever you want. You can pack your bags, buy a one-way ticket to Paris, buy a one-way ticket to Bali and just live in Bali. Like there's there, like you, like you have free will until like, of course, like if you're under 18 to a certain extent, but if you're after 18, like you, you can do whatever you want. And I think when people start freeing themselves and start thinking of, of what they want they start chasing after what they want they start you know experimenting doing things they just do a bunch of different stuff i just can't i just find it hard to believe that they won't find that little speck of freedom they won't find that little speck of confidence or even just like fulfillment happiness just doing things that um they actually wanted to um but that does take like okay this is where i'm at I'm not happy with where i'm at uh, this is where i want to go uh, but this is how i want to get there by doing x y and z and like i'm going to take the first steps i'm going to do the research i'm going to ask i'm i'm going to put my pride down i'm going to do this and of course it's like a super simple answer it's definitely a lot easier said than done but that's how i found i've been able to instill confidence in people um, because a lot of it was just them framing that they're worth something and framing that trying is is everything to be confident about when you have 90% of the people in the world or really 85% of people in the world uh, are not happy um, with their jobs. So if you're already trying and 85% of these people are not, then you're already above like all these people. So you, you might as well own that shit, like own where you're at, own that you're trying, uh, especially, and then just keep moving. But that's something that's also definitely like, let me like move even now. Like I've seen myself become way more confident because I know what I'm doing. Um, I know that I don't know what to do and I'm finding the answers and talking to the people and doing what I have to, to figure out what I don't know or partner with the people that I don't know or, or build that network for myself. And I'm also patient. Like it's not going to happen overnight. Like as, as smart as we are and as fast as we've moved, I mean, we've definitely accomplished things that takes people 10 plus years to do, but success is not overnight. Like it took a lot of, you know, late nights staying up till 4am, waking up at 10, 10am or even really 4am to, to 8, 8 to 9am, just like every day. 
um, you know, sacrificing a lot from me not seeing family. I think I, I saw family a total of twice last year. Um, and even on Christmas, I drove to Virginia Beach to see my mom and the entire family for three hours just for me to drive back because I had a meeting in the morning. Um, that level of sacrifice, of course, is not for everybody. Um, but that that type of confidence, knowing that this is what I want to do, I was never afraid um, doing that, at least going into this year. You also mentioned how you enjoy and you really like, you know, helping people, right? And instilling that confidence in people. So I want to just mention a little bit about the Kinyu and how, you know, the Kinyu is a part of the Ronin. So do you just want to give a little background on how that got started? Yeah. So like, I can give you like the insider insight that nobody knows, but I'll just tell you because, um, I don't like, even if I tell people it's not gonna make a difference, it's gonna go over people's heads, but it's totally fine. Um, but the Ronin is basically, like the Ronin ecosystem is, is really comprised of five different businesses. Um, actively, we have three of them open. Um, the Ronin is the advertising marketing um, one. That's one that's really key to everything. It's also the one where we have all the connections. Um, there's something above us um, that's called uh, the Oni. Um, and that's really me and Sam, uh, which is all business consulting. And um, really it's just high level VC stuff, investments. Stuff that, you know, we can just keep that to ourselves and just really move in a, in a way that's high level, but it's also private. Um, under the Ronin is uh, two things. One's called the Shugo and one's called the Kinyu. So um, nobody's ever heard of the Shugo. You're actually the first one to hear about it. Um, the Shugo, is, it means protector um, in, in Japanese. And, and, and I'm a very, very, very keen person to believe that if I build a, a, a plethora of a very, very successful business owners in the DMV, I can rapidly create an environment where being creative for the generation under us becomes an actual option. But the only way that's going to happen is if I actually accelerate some of these businesses and basically put them in our own incubator where there's nothing that you would ever need that I can't do. Um, and that's what the Shugo is, but that's in development right now because we're trying to find partners with that as well. Um, really finding that split between what is the Shugo and what is the Kinyu. So the Kinyu um, if I don't know if people know, the Kinyu is, is broken up into two words, Kintsugi and Yugen, both Japanese um, aesthetics and philosophies. Um, Kintsugi is uh, the, the acceptance in profound beauty in something that is broken. Um, uh, as an uh, art aesthetic, it is when they take molten, they take cracked pottery and they melt gold into it, um, basically showing off um, and not being afraid to see that you're broken, but then showing that there's a beauty um, and being able to openly admit uh, that. Uh, Yugen is a, a profound beauty for human suffering. So um, when you kind of put those two together, basically the Kinyu is our generation. Um, everybody knows that they don't know what they're doing. Nobody wants to admit it. Uh, Kinyu is a, an environment where we can watch and directly have an impact on people that are willing to admit it. Um, because then what people don't know in the Kinyu, also you, I'm telling you here, just you know, people can hear it and be like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, everything that we're doing in the Kinyu is a test. Um, everything we're doing is a test that we're being, uh, what, what, it's a test that we're using to leverage the big brands. Um, the amount of people that are in the Kinyu that are big is a lot. There's a very big artist in the Kinyu that nobody knows about. Um, there's a guy who's an esports, a massive esports investor who's also in the Kinyu that nobody knows about. And they're in the group right now. Like you can find them, um, but nobody knows. Uh, there's a bunch of small business owners who are doing over a million dollars in the Kinyu that, that they, nobody knows. Um, and we're using this to show that you can build a private audience and actually help them get them to where they want to be, uh, because that will just give you a, a, a good ROI in return um, because you're being authentic about it. You're not worrying about nickeling and diming someone. You're actually trying to help people. 
um, and we're going to these brands, um, showing them what this is. Um, it's a lot of future thinking um, because what it is is we're creating authenticity back in marketing where as a marketer, as an influencer, as a business, as a brand, you have to give value to your customers before you expect them to pay for you. Um, and of course, because value is perception, um, take it as you will. That could be advice. That could be content. That could be laughs. That could be free stuff product-wise. It could be whatever you want, um, but you have to be able to give back. You have to be able to invest in the people that are, are investing into you. Um, so the Kinyu is really allowing us to move in all these different directions. Actually, uh, from it, we're working very closely with the DC government um, to be able to create this massive conference with them um, come 2021 in September. Uh, it's called Connect. Uh, Connect is also going to be something that's going to be popping off this year. And really, uh, I hope by Q2 next year is really when it's going to be starting. Um, Connect is uh, an event that is boundless, but is brought together by two principles that uh, it's about energy and energy cannot be destroyed or created, only exchanged. And then also that um, we want to build, we want people to build valuable connections and really relationships with each other. Um, mm -hmm. So kind of instilling that sense of principles, knowing how we move as a business and then finding people in the industry um, really is kind of imperative for us. I mean, one of the first ones that we have for Connect um, that's coming up um, sometime in February is uh, one with Dre London. And if anyone who knows Dre London, Dre London is Post Malone's manager. Um, someone else that we're trying to reach out that I know personally, um, if anyone listens to R&B, uh, Division's creative director, um, and really like he just does all their like branding and stuff like that. His name is LaShawn Harris. I'm trying to bring him out as well. Um, just a bunch of these people that uh you know i think are really really open to giving back that are really really for instilling and inspiring the next generation by giving them actual value not telling them their story just in person um to me is like super super important so the kinu is just something that people really don't know what's going on because we're very silent um i'm working very hard to make sure that i build the connections for the people such as yourself um who want to actually do stuff um, that actually want to build something for themselves. So this is really a place for us to pick and choose the people uh, for the people who want to see us blow up because maybe that will have them want to try. And then people like you who are actually doing something that can support a movement that you're a part of, but then it also gives us justification to bring you into our network pretty one-to-one. -one. Um, and that's going to happen too in 2020. Um, but that's just something that we had to put upon ourselves to build and focus on ourselves. So you know we're not trying to help someone figure out how to get there. Uh, we already are there. We're just bringing people that we feel like are good enough to be there to begin with. I like that. And I'm really excited to see what happens with the Connect and the events you guys are going to put up in 2020 and 2021. So I have a few friends who are also in the Kinu and, you know, they are part of it. And a lot of what they've learned is that they lack exposure. So I think this is going to be what we're going to wrap up on how do people who recently just graduated or people who you know don't really know what they want to do how do they get exposure whether it's to whether exposure to you know the jobs that they want or exposure to the people that could help them find their path so this is something that to me is like super funny um mm -hmm. because people overthink the hell out of everything it's it's actually hilarious to be very honest with you um, in business and just in general, um, if you think about it like this, it's like super, super annoying to think about it like that. But it's also like, oh, it really is that simple. Like, if you don't know something, look it up. <laughs> it's, it's like super, it's, it's crazy, right? But people don't want to do it. But think about it in terms of like, if you want to accomplish something, um, we have so much, like, what is social media? You know, is it social media or is it social networking? 
Um, when Facebook was created, it was a social network. It was not called social media. Um, social networking was created to expedite the process of what? Uh, connecting with people, right? So if we have all these platforms, why can't you reach out to someone who does exactly what you want to do? Why are we trying to strategize and look up, oh, what is it like to do A&R? Why don't you just go on a platform where your A&R artists exist and message them and try to become their friend and actually learn from them? Um, we hear all the times all these like one shot people who get these jobs because they know somebody or they get these jobs because they just know the CEO, like anything like this. But people don't believe that they have the power to do that themselves. I'm just like, well, how did you guys think that we 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 got this business? You think that we did a lot of inbound marketing where people just wanted to find us? Like, no, we became friends with these people. Like we found ways and in, in different platforms and in different things to be able to have someone get them to where they want to go because it's super easy. People just overthink the hell out of the process. And to anyone who wants to get exposure, um, we urge you to ask us. Like that is literally what we do because we have every incentive to be able to place people strategically in the jobs and places that they want to be. You know, we have every incentive to be able to help someone build their network. Um, that if they really want to do it. Now, the biggest thing that you'll find is that we won't help people. Is that we will not help people if you are doing it for personal gain. So if you're doing anything to better yourself, um, you're already in the you're already in the wrong game. Like. All these people only want to help people that want to help others. So if you're in the game to make all this money to do this, to do that, well, you'll find that you're not going to make it even through the entrepreneurship or creative entrepreneurship or change maker type of route because a lot of that stuff with grit comes with a bigger reason on why they want to do things. Um, but, you know, just back to like finding the right people, it's it's you got to know the things that, you're, that you don't know. Like if you're trying to find like, oh, like who's the one that, that does – uh the the coordination creatively for all these like brands it's like oh it's the creative director it's like oh like who's the one who manages all these x y and z it's like oh that's the director of marketing or is that the head of digital like what does that look like and if you're not preparing to do the research i'm um, just like everyone will do research on all the shoes they'll do all the research on um all this stuff that has nothing to do with their future it's just like take that same energy that you'll put towards the things that you want right now and put that energy towards your future and everything that you need to know is all there. Uh, LinkedIn has 20, 20 million plus professionals on it that are all from super big brands like Virgil Abloh is on, on uh, what's it called, on LinkedIn and as far as the CEO of every conceivable business. Now reaching out to them is easy. Getting response is hard and that's where we can teach people how to do that. But it doesn't matter because the principle of the fact is that it's there. Um, you know, people try to reach out to 10 people and they give up. I'm like, dog, there's 20 million people minimum on LinkedIn. If you're not playing the game of volume, how can you say you tried? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, even in marketing with retention and conversions, people need to understand these conversion rates. They need to understand these retention rates. So they actually be like, oh, I can't just send a message to one person. I can't even, can't even send one to 10. I have to send one to hundreds. And, and just tweak my responses. But people aren't willing to put that work in. Um, but everything is out there. Like everything you guys want is out there. Like I learned how to do this through conversation. Of course, through experience, but I wouldn't have gotten experience if I didn't create experiences and relationships with the people that I've met. Um, even right now, like when I'm in LA, I, I in five days set up six meetings with people who own, run a uh, hundred million plus dollar production companies or PR firms. So I have partners right now who um, are in New York who who do stuff for the Grammys, who do stuff for the NFL, uh, for the Super Bowl and all these big stuff. And she just asked me to do a campaign for Airbnb. But that was all through asking, networking, building relationships, not building connections, but building pure, honest relationships 
of where people that will fight for me, I will fight for them back. Um, because all I was doing is it's exposing me to what's out there. It's allowing me to know how much is possible. And it's putting me in a, a virtual environment to where I feel comfortable being able to to say I don't know what I'm doing, but I know someone that does know what they're doing. And I just kind of really hone in on, you know, what do I want the Ronin to do? Um, and it's it's like that for anyone, period. Like if you don't know what you're doing, um, start somewhere. Like f- talk to someone who doesn't know. And, and also understand that there's so many variables. Like if you don't like your job right now, do you not like what you're doing or do you not like your business environment? Because that's also what separates a small from big business. Like, do you want to have a voice? Do you want to be where someone just tells you something and you just do it? Do you want to just like, what, what does that look like for you? But then that's where self-awareness and confidence comes from because you have to know what you want. You have to know that you can get it. And then you also have to take the first step to make it happen. And if you're not willing to do all of that, well, your life is going to stay the same. And for anyone who's going into 2020 saying that 2020 is going to be your year, but you're not going to make any changes to make 2020 different. Well, I'm not trying to see anyone wait till 2021 to like say this exact same thing that we all said in 2019. Like, so it's like, it's like all this little stuff, but that's going to come from me creating this environment, you know, us getting to a point where we can really help people like you and people like you succeeding or people that we know that want to figure it out, succeed. Uh, it's because everything is in front of you, um, but you have to have that self-awareness and that self-confidence to get what you want by opening your mouth and asking, like, if someone doesn't respond to you, like, it's not the end of the world. Like, there's millions and millions of other people that will respond to you. And if you're not going to be the one to try, then you'll never know. And it's it's really as simple as that. Like, you got to ask what you don't know, and you need to be able to figure out what you what you want to do. And I think for us, when we go around schools and we talk to people about what success looks like and, you know, really the process of making it, um, it's five steps, very simple. Um, people have compared it to the scientific method, but it, it really is that simple. It's figure out what you don't know. Find somebody who 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 knows what it, how to do it, or figure out a, a resource. Um, do it actually, fail, and then repeat step one. Super simple five step process of how to make it doing anything. Um, because what you'll find is when you repeat the process, you're not going to be at the same level as long as you're self aware enough to acknowledge what you failed in and ask the right questions. Um, and everything else is just repetition. Like you're not going to learn how to drive unless you drive more. You're not going to learn how to walk unless you walk more. Like everything is repetition. Now, the faster that you expedite that, the more successful you're going to be. But it really is that simple. I agree. And you gain a lot more knowledge every time you fail and you can implement that into your next step. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so one last thing. I know that the Kinyu right now is private. And I think you guys mentioned how you were thinking about putting it on public soon. Um, so maybe for those who are interested in joining the Kinyu, how would they do so? Okay, so like that's a super funny question because we're actually just talking about that a couple of days ago. Um, mm-hmm. So the biggest thing that we're trying to figure out um, is how to create a funnel, but not necessarily a funnel, but more of a funnel that's based off of weeding people out. Um, the biggest thing that we want, uh, because we have, well, the Kinyu itself has broken every engagement um, type of record out there. Um, average engagement for everything is about five to five-ish percent for influencers. Um, all these conversion rates are under ten percent. Um, the Kinyu like engagement rate is like thirty to forty percent, depending on the post, which is actually stupid. Um, the conversion rate on on um, on like uh, what do you call it on events. Um, for the one event that we had was like 60 something percent. Um, so it's just like, if we want to keep this retention, what is that happy medium of being able to feel people like they could just join and they're not worth anything. Um, mm-hmm. and then just actually saying, screw it. I'm a join, uh, before we were charging people to join, um, 
I think we we decided to take that off uh, because we don't and we don't put enough like content and power in it for it to actually be uh, worth what we believe to charge something yet. And also, we just want to be able to bring everyone together. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's more important. So for anyone who does want to join, I can definitely tell you like all you got to do is go to the Facebook page. Like I'm pretty sure if you just type in the Ronin on Facebook, it should pop up. And attached, and this is all on mobile, uh, not on mobile, on desktop, not mobile. I don't think I don't think they support it well on mobile yet. Um, but it, if you if you can try it, like I, I'm pretty sure it's on there too. It just probably won't be as easy to find it. But scroll down the page, and it says groups. Um, the Kinu is openly a uh, pub and pu- openly and publicly attached to the Kinu. It's just not an open group where people can just join. Um, the the funniest thing that I found is that there was actively like I think ten to twelve people who asked to join the Kinu. But we just have three simple questions that we ask people to actually take the time out and read the damn questions and actually answer them. But it's super funny to just see how many people don't answer the questions. So if you do want to join the Kenyu, please, we just ask that you just answer all the questions and answer it properly. Um, Because what this does is that this allows us to get to know you. Um, We get to know your goals, where you want to go, and you get to like be around people that you actually will thoroughly enjoy from a, a, a virtual community standpoint. Um, but right now, I mean, it is open. It's just, we just, people just need to answer the damn questions and they're not even hard questions too. It's just like, what is something you're passionate about? What is the hardest thing you've ever, ever had to overcome and why? Um, Elon Musk actually uses that question in his applications um, because you'll be able to tell someone who's BSing, someone who can tell you service level stuff. And then someone who's actually been able to do it, um, they give you like the nitty gritty, the emotional stuff, like the really, really hard stuff. And we're just trying to create that environment to where people who are serious about changing themselves want to be in a serious community. Because the Kinyu's, okay, if it has a million people, great. But I'd much rather play with the 200 to 500 to 1,000 people who really, really want to take control of their life, who just want to be in a group of people like us who are doing it and who are not, of course, we're not like up there. Up, like we're definitely up there, but we're not like up there, up there. But we're just better than most of our generation because then we can all do it together. Because uh, before we go, one thing I can definitely talk about is how like too many people um, want to lead, but nobody's ever found themselves. Like if you think of a concept of like uh, a blind mice being led by another blind mice, like the one who's leading him can definitely touch him, pull him in directions, whatever have you. But if he doesn't know where he's going either because he's blind, then you guys could be going in circles for all you know. And because we're the ones leading this revolution, people need to understand that the only way that this revolution, this industry, whatever we're doing, movement, whatever have you, the only way it's going to grow is through other people being successful. That's period. Like there's nothing else. Like I can become as successful as possible. But if I'm not going to pass down the torch, I'm not going to help somebody else. It does nothing for the entire movement. And that's not what we are. Like we know that we need to help others because that's the only way that we're going to help ourselves because our mission is to help other people. So um, super simple. Just everyone, if you're going to join, like please, just answer the questions it's like super super simple but i promise you if you reach out to me if you ever have a a problem or question to reach out to the team all of us only want to help um we only want people to be happy really uh and we only really want to see the dmv thrive because this is our home and not everybody's prepared to leave it um so we want to expedite that process and do this as fast as possible so nobody has to be uncomfortable enough to move or and to leave it so well said i'm gonna leave um the links to the Ronin on the description so that people can go there um, and it'll make it easier for them. But thank you so much for having this conversation with me. I really enjoyed it. It was literally like our phone call. <laughs> it wasn't like- oh, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. So thank you so much again. Yeah, no, of course. Thank you. 
Thank you guys so much for listening on today's episode on the Hello 20s podcast. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on Instagram and Twitter. You can find me at Y-U-A-N-X-Q-I-U. I hope to see you there and I'll talk to you guys on my next episode.